This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Now you've joined us in the second of our World Cup series. The previous episode was a look back on the very early World Cup tournaments that didn't involve the Three Lions. and We also factored in the 1950 and 1954 finals, the first two that England participated in. Now, like the European Championship series that I put together before the Euro 2020 finals, I spoke with various England fans who had travelled all over Europe following the team. As I mentioned in the previous episode in the series, I couldn't find anyone who went 68 or 72 years ago. However, this is where I hope the series really starts to kick in. That previous episode can be found at threelionspodcast.com or your chosen podcast provider. Now, this episode, I have managed to have a chat with someone who went to Sweden in 1958. And it's not just anyone. It's a former England international who played in the tournament. And you'll find out who it is as this episode continues. But before that, let's set the scene as to how the team managed to get to Sweden in 1958 which was the sixth tournament to take place. England's two previous World Cup qualification campaigns had been courtesy of the Home Nations tournaments. Now, for the first time, England were playing European opposition in order to get to the finals. This time, in a three-team qualification group featuring Denmark and the Republic of Ireland. And once again, England finished top, with Ireland second, and Denmark third. In December 1956, we faced Denmark at Molyneux, home of Wolverhampton Wanderers. England came away with a 5-2 victory. Goals from Tommy Taylor, he got a hat-trick, and Duncan Edwards got two. Then in May 1957, three games, we played the Republic of Ireland at Wembley, winning 5-1. Three goals again for Tommy Taylor, and two for John Atiyu. Then we took to the road. We went to Copenhagen, Denmark, where we came away with a 4-1 victory. Tommy Taylor again getting two goals. John Atiyu again on the score sheet and Johnny Haynes scoring. And then the last game in the qualifying campaign was away in Dublin to face the Republic of Ireland. 1-1 draw there sealed our qualification with a goal again from John Atiyu. February the 6th, 1958. The Munich air disaster. A tragedy that will forever be associated with Manchester United. The team returning from their European match against Red Star Belgrade. They stopped to refuel in Munich. On the aircraft's third attempt to take to the air in snowy conditions, it crashed at the end of the runway. And sadly, 23 people lost their lives that day, including Tommy Taylor, Roger Byrne, Duncan Edwards and David Pegg, who all had 71 England caps between them. Of course, this was Manchester United's loss, 
but it was a loss for English football too, and indeed the English national team. Once again, Walter Winterbottom was in charge of the England team. This disaster would have a huge impact on his squad selection to take to Sweden. But he decided on the following 22. His squad consisted of three goalkeepers, Alan Hodgkinson, Sheffield United, Edward Hopkinson of Bolton and Colin MacDonald of Burnley. Defenders, Tommy Banks of Bolton, Don Howe of West Bromwich Albion, Morris Norman of Tottenham, Peter Sillett, Chelsea, William Slater of Wolves, and once again Billy Wright from Wolves. He again was the captain. In midfield, Edwin Clamp of Wolves, Ronald Clayton of Blackburn Rovers, Morris Setters of West Bromwich Albion. And up front, Alan Acourt of Liverpool, Peter Brabuck of Chelsea, Peter Broadbrent of Wolves, Bobby Charlton, Manchester United, Brian Douglas of Blackburn Rovers, Tom Finney, Preston North End, Johnny Haynes of Fulham, Derek Kevin of West Bromwich Albion, also from West Brom, Bobby Robson, and making up the 22, Tottenham's Bobby Smith. This was the first tournament to be held in a Nordic country. Held between the 8th and the 29th of June, 16 teams, 4 groups of 4, 35 matches across 16 Swedish cities. And today, this is the only World Cup that all four home nations have qualified for. Northern Ireland finished in second place in Group 1, their first ever appearance in the tournament, and they'd go on to make the 82 and 86 finals. Scotland, well they finished bottom of their group, only drawing with Yugoslavia. And Wales progressed from their group with three draws behind host Sweden. This, to date, has been Wales' only ever appearance at a World Cup Finals. In the first knockout rounds, Wales lost to Brazil and Northern Ireland were eliminated by France. Brazil would then beat France in the first semi-final, Pelé scoring a hat-trick. And the other semi saw Sweden beat West Germany. The final saw Brazil beat host Sweden 5-2. Again, Pelé scoring. It was a tournament that saw France's Just Fontaine score 13 goals, the most scored by an individual in the tournament. He scored in every game France played in, including four in the third fourth place match against West Germany, which the French won 6-3. This year's World Cup poster was a silhouette of a man kicking a ball high in the air. He's shadowed by the ball which is prominent in the poster. And this ball has a ribbon of flags wrapped around it. It also has the location and dates of the tournament in different languages, and also the wording football written in different languages. Now, as I mentioned, I went to visit a player from that squad, Walter Winterbottom picked. I travelled up to Ewood Park, home of Blackburn Rovers, to have a chat with Rovers legend and forward from that 1958 squad, Brian Douglas. These are some of his memories from that time. Hello, 
it's my pleasure to welcome to the Three Lions podcast, Blackburn legend and former England international, Brian Douglas. Hello, Brian. Hi, good morning. Hello there, are you well? Yes, fine, thank you. Touch wood, keep going. Well, we're, we're sitting here in Ewood Park, Blackburn Rovers, which is, I would, I would imagine, is your second home, isn't it? Yes, I was born actually about half a mile away from this ground and uh, I played for Blackburn all my football career and I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Well, I saw that you are, you're a one-club man, Blackburn Rovers, and, and you, you've certainly made an impression, obviously, with, with Blackburn, but, but then went on to, to establish yourself with England and, and it'd be just a chat about your time with England and the two World Cups you experienced. Yes, uh, I played in the 1958, I think it was, and 62 World Cups. And I think, and certainly in the second one, we were a bit unfortunate not to uh, to get a little bit further. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with maybe your your debut for England. It was against Wales, wasn't it? It was against Wales, yes, down at Cardiff. Right. I remember it well. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, I travelled down with Sir Tom Finney. I was in awe of him, of course, but within five minutes of meeting him, I was he, I was relaxed as anything. Uh, he's a wonderful player, but a wonderful man as well. Made you feel at home. Yes, he did. And um, I think we won about 4-0 or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he won, won 4-0. And the manager then was... Walter Winterbottom, wasn't he? Well, well, Walter, yes, I. What was your memories of Walter? Because I've spoken with his his son-in-law, and and he told me all about him. Well, I, I don't. I I understand. He was a fabulous guy. Mm. I've got on with him very well, and I, and everybody else seemed to do. He was well educated and everything, and I believe he 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 was previously. He did play as an amateur. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about his his his, his life, but uh, he was quite popular with the players at the time. So when your your debut came round for that Wales game, did Walter get in contact with you? How did that all come about? Well, um, what had happened is that previously I played for the under twenty three team, and I was starting to get a few. Um, headlines yeah. for my performances in the local papers. Also, I got a quite a big write-up from playing down in London. Right. And uh, I think he was at the game. Okay, so he see. He must have been impressed. And out of the blue, it was, to be honest, at the time, it was out of the blue that I was uh, selected. Okay, so that's uh, a surprise. How I knew was that I was coming to the ground it wasn't all this thing the year today. They didn't ring me. They didn't. What happened was that I I came to the ground, and I, just as I was coming, I arrived. Bill Eckersley, who also played for England but previous to me, met me and, come, and shook my hand. And I said, "What about?" He said, "Well, have you not heard the nine o'clock news? You've been selected to play for England." And that was the first I'd heard of it. They didn't ring you up in right. those days, you know. So. Um, and it was against Wales. And uh, how did you feel then? Well, obviously I was elated and um, absolutely over the moon. And not only that, uh, Ronnie Clayton was also my colleague, was also in the team. And 
traveling down to London for the on the fifth, the Monday before the match, we met Sir Tom Finney, which, which made it absolutely what a fantastic, not only a fantastic footballer but a fantastic man, and. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe that we're, there I was in the company of Sir Tom and, and being picked for England. It's 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 hard to, to explain how, how elated I was. I'm certainly feeling that I'll never have. <laughs> I mean, you'd play six more times before that World Cup in Sweden because previous to that, England had been in two World Cups, I believe. Yeah. Do you, what, what was your sort of memories of of previous World Cups, are you spoken with previous players that about their experiences? No, I, no, I didn't. Um, again, my colleague Clayton was Ronnie Clayton was uh, also part of that team, and uh, I had played. By the time the World Cup came round, I'd played three or four times for England, and I knew most of the players. And it was in Sweden. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I think we made a draw with the eventual winners, Brazil. You did. So you believe that you played in three of the four games. There was a draw with the USSR, 2-2. There was a a draw with Brazil, which was 0-0. And then there was a draw with Austria. That was 2-2. I think I played in the last three. Did you play in the last one? Play against the USA, I don't. No, the USSR, then they had a playoff game. Yes, and I was left out. You were left out yeah. of that one, which which we lost. Yeah, Braybrook played. Oh, OK. Seeing memory's not so Because <laughs> you, you played a few times in between that World Cup for England in, and before Sweden. Yeah. Well, did you feel you had a chance of going to the World Cup? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. to be honest. Because um, I played... with. Played the home countries. Right. It started with Wales, that was my first one. And then it was Ireland, and then our enemy, <laughs> Scotland. And I had a particularly good game in Scotland, I seem to remember. Didn't you score I against Scotland? I, I think I did, yes. Yeah. And um, then the World Cup team was announced, and I, I, I did, to be honest, I did expect to be a part of it. And it was a great experience. Because there was no, but it's uh, that year. I think it's fifty eight. Yeah, Blackburn had got promotion, and we'd got a, we'd played a hell of a lot of um, hard games to get promotion, and you know, one thing after the other, everything was a big game, right? And uh, so, by the time the World Cup and everything that I was, I personally was exhausted. What before? It, well, no, well. No, no. After the World Cup, right? I, I got home. I was I was glad for a rest, really, because mm. everything had been every game had been so important, right up to getting promotion and then the World Cup, and it, it sort of. And I was a new guy. I'm only twenty one years yeah. old, and it was all new to me. And uh, I was I was ready for a, a, a holiday with my family. Did you get a holiday? Uh, well, not very long, but. <laughs> I was back bloody training. <laughs> and the funny thing was, yeah. I went to, um, not the channel, uh, Jersey. Oh, yes. About a week after, um, well, it was about five days after we got back. 
And I went out for a meal, and who was in the same restaurant was Johnny Ains. Yeah. I come, I said, I'm sick of seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> I was in in in, the, in Jersey. I was in in this restaurant. Yeah, because that squad that had players like Bobby Robson, Billy Wright, as you mentioned, Tom Finney, Bobby Charlton was in there too. Bobby, yeah, uh, great yeah. lad. Was it like playing with all of those yeah. players? Yeah. Yes, Johnny Ains. All right, of course he was. Uh, is it Fulham? Fulham, oh, great lad. Yeah. Um, he was the captain and uh, later on. and uh, Billy, Billy Wright, I think, was captain, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, meeting all these well-known players, it's a bit of an ordeal from a young boy from Blackburn. Yeah. And uh, But they make you welcome and uh, I had no problems whatsoever. And I was pretty confident in my own ability mm. as well. What was the the feeling within like the England team, the squad, and, and Walter Winterbottom? Did he well expect to win the World Cup? Think we could go far? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of good teams in there. Of expect to win it, but you, you want to do as best you can for yourself and your club and everything. And of course, that year Blackburn got promoted. Mm. And we every game was a cup tie from about the middle of January, and uh, we eventually got promoted. And then the England World Cup. It was it was exciting, mm. but it was a bit, you know, you didn't get much sleep at night. You're thinking about the next game all the time. And no. So yeah, we got promoted down in Charlton, and I think it was um, in London anyway. And um, then the World Cup came around, so you didn't have much chance to rest. And it, and it does it does eventually get at you. Okay, I was okay. glad when it was all over. I'm happy if we'd have won, I think. But uh, we did okay, I think. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, we, I think we made a draw with Brazil, who eventually went on to win it. That's right. I mean, the, Sweden, obviously, it's not a million miles away from England. Do you? Was it sort of straightforward getting there? Oh, I, there was no problem. It was you know, about an hour's flight and that. And we was, I think, Winterbottom had made it um, as comfortable as possible. And we was at the seaside resort. Right. Well, I think it was the seaside. There was the water there. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, I think they tried to make it as easy as they could. I mean, those games in... Sweden, were they were they big grounds? I mean, was there lots of well, there? Well, yeah, they were they were not big crowds. No, um, they were very. I don't know. I can't really remember. Yeah. But there wasn't big crowds, and um, but we was in the we made a draw with the eventual winners, Brazil. You know, and I wasn't. Am I right in saying Pele was was he on the bench? I think. think he was on the bench. It was shortly after that game that he came on. Was it? Um, he, he started to make a name of it. Yeah. So I don't think he played in that game, but were you aware been... of him? No. No? No. We, I think we played Russia, didn't we? Yeah, Russia, USSR, yeah. So I played in all the games, but I think Russia, we had a replay with Russia or something, and Braybrook, I think it was, came in for me. Yeah. But uh, having said that, I enjoyed every minute of it. Go on, bet, yeah. 
Wow. What memories. Many thanks go to Brian Douglas there for his time. It was an absolute joy to meet him. He had great delight in pointing out that a, a blooming southerner had come to visit him. I'd also like to thank Rob Gill for helping arrange this and all at Blackburn Rovers Football Club for their hospitality. Brian was also part of the 1962 England squad that went to Chile. Obviously, I asked him about that too, but you'll have to wait until the next episode to hear his memories of that. And also, what it's like to have a stand named after him up at Ewood Park. I hope you've enjoyed this look back on the 1958 World Cup. The previous episodes are all available at 3lionspodcast.com or on the likes of iTunes and Spotify. Please do give them a a thumbs up or a review. Yeah, a review would be most appreciated, please. And don't forget, you can follow the podcast on all the usual social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search 3lionspodcast. So hit the subscribe button. And you won't miss any future episodes. And as I say, that 1962 episode, the next in the series, will be coming your way very soon. As well, the 1966 and 1970 and many, many more. I hope you can join me for them. So until then, look after yourselves. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.